Hey guys, this is Braxton from Atlanta-based El Scorcho, the great, renowned, veteran tribute band as described by Weezer themselves over the last 14 years. Look it up on their official Twitter, don't just take my word for it. May 10th of this year marks the 24th anniversary of the release of their debut album, better known as the Blue Album. And on Friday, May 11th, at the fabulous Vista Room in Atlanta, Georgia, we will be performing the Blue Album in its entirety, start to finish, minimal breaks, in high definition. We're also going to toss in some classic Weezer B-sides from the era, as well as some other cool tunes from the 90s as a surprise in our set. And speaking of the 90s, our friends in the fantastic Smashing Pumpkins tribute band Siamese Dream will perform, you guessed it, Siamese Dream in its entirety. This is a show not to be missed. Two great Atlanta area tribute bands at one of the best venues in Atlanta performing arguably two of the best albums from the 90s. We want to thank the folks at We Are Weezer Podcast for having us on the show, and stay tuned for the next episode where we will join them for an interview and a song discussion. I'm super excited, guys, and I hope you are too. So, mark it down. May 11th, The Vista Room in Atlanta, Georgia, El Scorcho performing Weezer's Blue Album, and Siamese Dream performing The Smashing Pumpkins' Siamese Dream. Tickets are on sale at thevistaroom.com. Don't miss it. Hey, Rage. How's it going, dude? All right. It's been a while. Yeah. This band's my favorite. Don't you love them? Yeah, it's going to be the best. I'm so stoked. Hey, girl. You want a beer? All right. Aw, man. This is the best. I'm so glad we're all back together and stuff. This is great. Hey, um, do you guys know about the party after the show? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go, but um, my friends don't really want to go. Can I get a ride? Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Are Weezer, episode 23, Long Time Sunshine. Uh, This is Rachel, and today we have a very special uh, super fun episode, uh, lots of new and exciting things to announce. Um, well, number one, this is our first Weezer demo song that we're going to be covering. And um, maybe I should have switched these, but number two, we have a special guest co-host. His name is Adam. Say hello, Adam. Hello, this is Adam. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We will get to know Adam a little bit in just two seconds. Um, what else? Oh, El Scorcho is a Weezer cover band who is putting on a super cool live show coming up here. And um, stay tuned. Listen to the rest of the episode for a message from them. They'll also be on our next episode, and we will be covering El Scorcho in their honor on our next episode. So that's super fun and exciting. Yeah, that Um, sounds great. Yeah. So, Adam, why don't you tell us about yourself? Okay. Well, I am Adam. I'm a full-time graphic designer, live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. um, Next to Amy, right? Yeah, close to Amy. I haven't met her yet. 
but it's fun to know that someone from the show is so close. Um, I, it's awesome. You'll have to like hang out and take pics and be Weezer friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I am a full-time graphic designer, father of three boys with a fourth boy on the way. Congratulations, by the Thank way. You. I did not do, know that. That's a lot August. of boys. Yes, it is. And, um, and my wife's a trooper and, you know, she's, she's a great mom to these boys and, uh, you know, puts up with us pretty well. So. I have one boy and I cannot imagine four. That <laughs> is so many stinky, stinky socks at the end of the day. I can only imagine. <laughs> well, it's a lot of superheroes, a lot of action figures, vehicle toys all over the place, but, uh, we we have a lot of fun together and it's you know it's fun for me and um my oldest is 7 i've got one that's turning 5 on monday and one that's about a year and a half um i've been married for nine and a half years it'll be 10 years in august wow congrats thank you um my wife is super amazing um you know she's just the just the perfect wife and um, we get along great, so. Oh, that's nice to hear, especially after uh, almost 10 years. Yes, um, and it's hard to believe sometimes that it's been that long, but sometimes it's not so hard. Yeah, um, it goes by fast, huh? Yeah. I'm the second of six kids. I come from a pretty musical family. I played guitar since I was 15, um, as many of the guys in my family do. And I don't... Wait, how many people are in your family? How many brothers did you have? I've got three brothers and two sisters. Okay. So I'm the second of six. And um, Are you guys going to have six too? I don't think so. I think we're, we're going to stick with four. You're good to go <laughs> after this? Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the plan for now at least. But yeah, uh, been, been a Weezer fan for quite a while. So... Uh, I see that you played in a couple of bands in high school. What? What? Tell me about the names of your oh. bands. <laughs> so, um, in in high school, I was in a couple bands. I I played guitar, like I said, since uh, I think my sophomore year of high school, and uh, was in a couple bands in high school. One was the Mexican Jumping Beans. Um, we were mostly acoustic, mm-hmm. and uh, all our songs were. <laughs> kind of jokes which i love that um and uh i i hope it doesn't sound racist but there were n- no hispanic people in the band we just like the name mexican jumping beans um <laughs> and the other band i was in was called the Spuds. did you ever have those because uh, i don't think i know they're not real but i i feel like when you're a kid they sell them and um, it's like a rubber band or something in a envelope. Oh, that's or is like, that yeah, like rattlesnake eggs. Egg. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> what Mexican jumping beans actually are, it's like a little almost nut kind of thing. Um, but these worms live inside oh, with of the them. Oh, a little worm inside. And the way they move yes. makes the, the bean jump. So that's what gotcha. it was named after. Um I like it. It's fun. I'll allow it. I'm uh, half Mexican, so 
I approve. Oh, good, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that band has been gone for a long time. But um, I was in that band and in the Spuds with Andrew Savage, who is the uh, singer and guitarist for a band called Parquet Courts. I've never heard of them. Well, um, I opened up a Rolling Stone magazine one day and saw my former bandmate with his new band, Parquet Courts, and uh, they were getting a lot of buzz and really good reviews from Rolling Stone and um, a lot of play on college radio. So I thought that was really cool. Are they a rock band as well? or They are. They're kind of like pavement. Um, okay. Like a lo-fi sound with... Um, Kind of unfocused guitar solos would be okay. one way to describe it. And so they were perfect for touring with the Pixies. Yes. I'm assuming. Um, they, that is so cool, by the way. I know. And um, so I, I say that I can connect myself to Weezer uh, with just about Only three degrees degree of separation. Yeah. Yes. So I was in a band with Andrew Savage who toured with the Pixies who have played with Weezer and are going to be touring with them again this summer. So you, you got the connect, the connection. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get us backstage well, passes. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can pull, but no promises. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you get into Weezer? Tell us about that. Um, well, I remember when I was in fifth grade, I was actually going to a, uh, a private school at the time. And um, I remember talking about music um, and some rock bands on the playground with some friends of mine and my older brother. And uh, three of the songs I specifically remember talking about were Come Out and Play by The Offspring, When I Come Around by Green Day, and Buddy Holly by Weezer. And um, Pretty much the same for, for me. Oh, yeah? Although I was older, so. <laughs> but yeah. Those were like the jams right about then. Yeah, they were uh, they were they were big hits, um, big music videos, and um, I specifically remember talking in the lunchroom about Buddy Holly and um, my friends telling me what why do they got a front meant because I didn't know <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. And I was asking them about it when we were singing the lyrics and. They, uh, That's adorable. Yeah, like, you know, white boy in the suburbs of Dallas. I had no idea, you know. I hadn't heard that before. What is this? Why? What are they talking about fronting? What does this mean? Yeah, I didn't know if it was something I was allowed to say. Like, if my parents heard me singing it, would I be in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And uh, they, they basically gave me what uh, the Urban Dictionary definition is which is to think and act like you're a badass when you're not. And so, you know, I was 10 at this time, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely remember um, singing Buddy Holly when I was 10. But um, when the Green Album was coming out, um, around the time I started playing guitar, Hashpipe was huge on the radio and on MTV. And I loved the video with the sumos and stuff. And um, so I... Went back to Weezer and went back and got the Blue Album, got the Green Album, later got Pinkerton. And um, just those have been, you know, there ever since. And um, when I started college, um, right after high school, I went into my 
first college apartment, and there above my roommate's bed was a big old poster for the Green Album. And so that helped ease me into <laughs> the transition to college and set me at ease. I knew that my roommate and I would be able to get along. Aww. And uh, we sure did. So shout out to Brock. Shout out to Brock. Hey, Brock. <laughs> and uh, nice poster. Brock also had a bass guitar. So, you know, we jammed to Only in Dreams and things like that. Very nice. Since you kind of started with the Green Album, uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite song off the Green Album? Mm, my favorite Green Album song is "Island in the Sun," um, and "Photographs" probably second. "Photographs" a good one. I like "Island in the Sun" too. It's very. But my my happy. favorite Weezer song is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Let's happy. See. It is, and uh, it still makes me happy. Um, <laughs> just a couple weeks ago, we were on a big family camp out, and we jammed that around the fire. So, oh, that's awesome. Good for that kind of thing. My all-time favorite Weezer song is Say It Ain't So. Um, so the Blue Album is actually your favorite album? My favorite album. Traditionally, the Blue Album was my favorite, but now with Everything Will Be All Right in the End, and the White Album coming out. Um, I don't know if I can still say Blue's my favorite. Um, wow. I think now I have to say White. Okay. Why? Um, I just listen to that album all the time. And I love every song on the White Album. And I love the sound of it. I just I think it might have taken the number one spot from Blue, which I didn't think would ever happen. But... Here That's we are. Interesting. I think, well, uh, the White Album is actually what brought me back to Weezer because I was kind of whatever about them. Um, even though I continued to buy all of their albums, I really didn't like turn into a giant nerdy fan again until White Album. Mm-hmm. And I just was amazed that they could do a, an album that had no bad songs because that is really hard to do. And in my opinion, I could find a bad song on other ones before that um, and since Pinkerton. But uh, I I love the White Album. And actually, I thought that I liked Pacific Daydream equally, but I don't. I really Mm. don't. I... I don't think you can get tired. For me, I can't get tired of listening to the White Album. Right. Um, When everything came out, or everything will be all right in the end came out, um, I really love that record. Um, Every track, Um, especially Da Vinci and Eulogy for a Rock Band. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, the the Future Scope trilogy at the end was uh, really mind-blowing musically i love that um yeah but then when the white album came out it just took it to the next level for me and uh just like girl we got a good thing and just every song on there is very weezer and uh it's a really good blend of you know what everybody considers to be their two best albums blue and pinkerton I can see that. Yeah, so 
Uh, I just because of the rockin' parts and also uh, the emotional side, but also happy, right? And fun. Yeah, it's got a lot of fun on it. Um, I mean, just look how much Weezer, look how much fun Weezer's having on "Thank God for Girls." Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're having a great time on stage when they play that. But it just really impresses me that this album could come out so late in their career and be so solid, and yet nobody seems to know about it who's not a big Weezer fan already. True. Well, and I've had people tell me uh, that once they did listen to it, like not Weezer fans, but once they did listen to it, um, that they're like, wow, I'm impressed. That's is a really good album. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, glad that you give it a spin. Yeah. So I've heard similar things from some of my friends and uh, people who I've told, hey, you got to go back and listen to this record because it's really great. What about moms and dads? Do you think moms and dads could get into this one? Well, I'm a dad. <laughs> I mean, like your mom and dad. The older generation. Um, my dad is really open to, um, you know, the music I listen to. Um, I bet I could get him into it. I don't think I've tried, though. But he, he likes, like, a lot <laughs> of songs from the Green Album. He sings Hash Pipe. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Yeah, he, uh, he's a former police officer and he sings hash pipes. So, you know, he <laughs> likes the rock. So he's got a good sense of humor. Yes, definitely. Uh, so what's your favorite Weezer song? My favorite Weezer song is Say It Ain't So. Um, Very nice. Good choice. Yes, that's your favorite. We, we talked about it on the second episode. Um, yes. Yeah, I always love that song i can't pick up a guitar without you know playing part of the solo or the intro or something um but my brothers and i jam to that all the time and um it's just i don't think there's another weezer song that sounds like say it ain't so uh i don't know of any songs that kind of capture that sound that that song has uh do you want to get high? I think is a, a ode uh, or a possible like wish they could remake "Say It Ain't So" in a different way, but not. I don't know. It reminds me of it, even though it's a little different. Yeah, I don't know though if it has anything like the chill factor Special of the about intro it? of "Say It Ain't So." Like, um. Like LA Girls does, do you think? Here's here's how I listen to it. Like on the album after after Surf Wax ends, and it's just this you know crazy fast cacophony. You hear the opening chords to say it ain't so, and it's just like chill out. It's it's slow and it's takes its time, and it just relaxes me it, it's just like this total chill out but then the chorus is very rocking you know now that you mentioned that i'm i'm trying to think of um another song that starts off that way mm-hmm. you know i'll have to think about it i mean besides 
Butterfly. It's hard for me to just off the top of my head think of a song that starts slow. off yeah. slow and then kind of builds the way Sadie so does um, to like, you know, from zero to 10 and then back back down again not maybe not down to zero but um like that I, i'm i'm having a hard time thinking of something off so, the top of my head so yeah say it ain't so definitely my favorite um endless bummer might be the number two for me right now um oh wow i just think i something about that song just really grabs me um i love the river's vocal and the uh the guitar part and then when the solo hits it it's just a completely different thing and it's a great way to close that album Mm-hmm. agree i mean i would say it's probably one of the best guitar solos i've i've heard i mean it's very impressive like you hear it and you're like yeah and it gets stuck yeah in the head. let's you know, rock the, the solo for that <laughs> Super catchy. Yeah. So, how did you? So, how did we meet? Why? Why are you here well, with us today? I, uh, I was a listener. Um, actually, I I put up a clip on Instagram of me playing the solo for Sadie. So, the aforementioned favorite Weezer song, and um, you commented <laughs> on it. And remarked on a, a poster I have in in what I sometimes call my man cave here, and um, so that <laughs> that next day at work I started listening to the podcast and I kept thinking, man, it'd be fun to be a part of this. And um, when I heard that your former co-host Rick had made his exit, I decided to email and say, hey, um, if I could ever be on the show, that'd be cool. And you responded, and here we are. Just like that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Um, it's always, I don't know. It's nice to hear uh, that people enjoy the show. And I'm actually uh, happy and like flattered that somebody would want to be on the show with us. So I'm excited and well, welcome. Well, thank you. And I, I really like the format where... We kind of go deep on one song and talk about every aspect of it. And um, I just think, you know, that that's a great way to do it. I see, you know, other podcasts talk about bands in different ways, one album at a time or things like that. But I think it's really cool to pick one song and find everything interesting about it. Well, and there's certain pl- certainly plenty of history with every single Weezer song in one way or another, even if it doesn't seem like it, I can always find something to say about it. And, um, I'm, I'm always happy to hear somebody else's point of view. And, um, with your musical background, I think it'll be like an added bonus. You can, uh, the, the technical music people out there will probably appre- appreciate your uh, your comments, whereas yeah. I can just say like, "Oh, the harmonies are awesome." You'll be like, 
Well, the range is from D to C or whatever. I don't know. I don't know a lot of music theory or anything, but I'm very interested in um, why bands pick certain instruments that they don't normally play with or um, like a guitar effect you don't normally hear. Um, that that kind of thing just endlessly fascinates me, and it's what I'm into. So I'd love to be able to talk about like why Weezer decided to use a harmonica on this song or things like that. Yeah, me too. Well, um, is there anything else that you wanted to add before we move on to the rest? You know, anything else you want to share with the peeps? Just that um, Weezer rocks and <laughs> listen to everything you can. Get out there and listen to Weezer. Yes. Adam says so. <laughs> well, um, since we're still in intro mode, why don't you tell us what's going on with Weezer and the news right now? Absolutely. Um Just this last weekend, Scott Schreiner, Weezer's long-tenured bassist now, um, longer than either of the other two combined, was Mm. bestowed with a great honor. And that was he was picked by Rick Ocasek of the Cars to play with the Cars in Benjamin Orsted at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. That is amazing, and he is so lucky and stoked. I could tell he was super excited about he it. He was. Um, he posted about it on Instagram, which is where I first heard about it. Um, and he was just over the moon. He he said he was overjoyed times two, beyond overjoyed, over overjoyed. <laughs> so you can you can see how happy he was to be able to um get up there with the cars and I mean the cars yeah they are iconic I mean I don't think you can even today you have to know who they are or yeah. you know a song that they did Just and it's about time Girl. rock and roll hall of hall and fame it is uh it I think it was like their their third time on the ballot and they finally got in after Years of being eligible. But, um, so what song did they play? They played four you, Did songs. you watch it? I haven't I, watched it yet. I've watched uh, some YouTube videos that somebody in the audience took with their phone. And they're not great quality. Um, but you can, you can hear Scott's bass pretty well. Um, they played... Um, let's see. They played four songs. My Best Friend's Girl... You might think, which uh, Weezer covered for Cars 2, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cars 2. Moving in Stereo and Just What I Needed. Oh, you got to play Just What I Needed. Yeah, they, they couldn't get off that stage without playing Just What I Needed. Um, but and also, how did Rick Ocasek look? Did he, like, was he rocking? Yeah, he was wearing like a super sparkly blazer. I love him and, so much. <laughs> yeah. So Scott was interviewed um, at like a presser. I don't know if it's before or after they played, but 
he talked about how the cars got him into new wave and synthesizer sounds, which led him to being a fan, a fan of bands like Weezer. And um, we all know from at least listening to the podcast that he was a Weezer fan going to shows in the early days before he ever got the opportunity to be a band member. Right. Um, so I think that's really awesome. He, he obviously worked with Rico Kasich on Everything Will Be Alright in the End. Uh, Rick produced that album. So Rick, actually, he's produced all three Weezer bassists because he did the Blue Album with Matt. He did the Green with Mikey. And now he's done uh, U-Bait with Scott. That is a fun fact that I wouldn't have thought of, but totally awesome. And yeah, I wonder if I wonder if he has a favorite. <laughs> I think he might because he's <laughs> a big fan of Scott. Well, I think and just just brings it back and not to say that the other that Matt and Mikey aren't or weren't, but I think Scott's a genuinely nice person mm-hmm. and people like that about other people. And by all accounts, yeah, so he probably has a little special place in his heart, both of them together. And, um, I I just think that's I don't know, I'm I'm very happy for Scott and uh, the cars as well. Congratulations to them, and um, big high five to to Scott for getting to do that. That's totally awesome. Um, just did he say anything about the new album? Yeah, he was asked at that presser um, about the upcoming album. He said that they are recording, songs are coming along great, and he promised there will be a new Weezer album. He didn't mention a date though, but he did say there will be a new Wez- a new Weezer record. I promise. Well, I think we knew that, Scott. Yeah, we just we need want that more. Date. that hbo airs the rock and roll hall of fame induction on may 5th so cinco de mayo i did not know that so everyone get your dvr or whatever you use recorded and we get to watch it it's coming right up too because april is coming to a close soon yeah the only other thing i had on here is that um the Blue Album Anniversary is coming up, and I guess they're putting out a special blue vinyl edition of uh, the album. And I'll put a, I think I already put a link to it on our Facebook. Um, I can try and put something on Instagram as well. Uh, but if you enjoy collecting vinyl, which I think I just might have to get this one. Uh, I might be turning into like one of those people that clicks vinyl. I'm not sure. I might start. You're a record player? Not yet. But I have a house now and I have a room where I can put one. And so I I feel like I need to like make it like the music room. Yes. And music sanctuary. Yes. So I have, you know, aspirations of having a record player. I just need to do my homework and like find out a good one and get one that sounds real good yeah like not too expensive not too cheap what kind of speakers do i want i don't know do i want it to look vintage or do i want it to (laughs) 
be modern. There's so many choices. There's a lot to consider there. Yes. Very important business. Uh, any other Weezer news that we need to know about? None of which I'm currently aware. Okay. Well, let's take a little break and jump back into song discussion for Longtime Sunshine. Excellent. Okay. We'll be back, guys. Welcome back, everybody. We are Weezer Song Discussion, Long Time Sunshine. Um, I'm going to go over the stats really quick. So this song is a Weezer demo, and it is not officially released on a Weezer album as a Weezer song. It's released on Alone, the home recordings of Rivers Cuomo. Um, and it's track number seven on there. It's track number 12 on Pinkerton Deluxe Edition, which is the Weezer version. And it's track number 16, or would be, on tracklist one for songs from the Black Hole. Yes, we will get to that later. And um, also a Weezer version. It was released on December 18th, 2007, originally recorded in 1994. Uh, It is three minutes and 15 seconds long. The label is Geffen. It's officially released. And Weezer debuted it live June 7th, also around uh, Rivers' birthday, 2011. Um... It is number 171 on the Rivers Cuomo song chronology. And why don't you tell us about uh, those appearances uh, on the different albums? Absolutely. As you said, it first appeared on Alone, the home recordings of Rivers Cuomo. That's his demo version. It was on the deluxe edition of Pinkerton, and this one's noted as having a uh, studio coda mix, which is the ending of the song with the uh, multiple other songs sung on top of uh, the chorus. It's on Alone 3, the Pinkerton years, the demo reprise version. So this one, Alone 3, is a CD that comes with the Pinkerton Diaries. Now, 
I don't have the Pinkerton Diaries, but we listened to it on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Um, I wish I did have the Pinkerton Diaries, and maybe one day I'll get that and we can share it with everyone. Until then, we'll put the the link up, and you guys can find it that way um, if you'd like to hear it. But I would say it's very similar to the Pinkerton, right? Yeah, it's a it it kind of shares a lot with the um, the Pinkerton Deluxe version you can hear because it's kind of a coda, um, and it's it's the kind of the the chorus, the long time sunshine the river sings layered on top of each other with vocal harmonies and um it's it's really brief and then at the end there's some electric guitar and drums that come in kind of surprisingly hmm so maybe that one is like a mixture of uh the pinkerton and the and the black hole like spacey yeah spacey vibes exactly um, it right. also appears on several official live bootlegs, and it would have appeared on Songs from the Black Hole. And uh, in its full song version and in a reprise. Which we will talk about in just a little bit. Um, so the personnel for the song is actually really easy. It's Rivers, Rivers, and Rivers. And um, it was written and produced by him. Also, he plays the piano, uh, does the lead vocals, percussion, guitar, and bass guitar, uh, which I don't even know if there's bass guitar. I think I just put that in there. Um, so I could be just saying random things. And then what were you, you were talking about, I want to say recorder, but I know that's the wrong. No, no. <laughs> in, uh, in the alone version, there's a clarinet. I believe. Ah. I'm not positive. See, I thought it was violin, so we'll have to see like what the people tell us. Um, yeah, you tell us. Do you hear a clarinet? Do you hear a violin? Do you hear a melodica or something else? Yes, because they don't tell you on Weezerpedia, and I don't have it uh, to like the liner to look at. So if you guys know, shoot, shoot us an email or just, I don't know. Go on Facebook and and say, "Hey, you asked this question. Here's the answer." Um, My suspicion is clarinet because I know Rivers plays clarinet, hmm. and it sounds like it could be one. So we'll see. Okay. Um. So let's get into a little overview. Um. As we discussed, it's, it was written and recorded in January 1994, so before... That's hmm. before the Blue Album came out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What month did the Blue Album come out? But So at least it was written around that same time. And um, according to Weezerpedia, uh, Rivers was feeling nervous about what was going to happen with the band and um he started longing for simple times peace family um and he had a a nice little memory of uh being with his mom and stepdad and leaves and it was hot and they couldn't sleep so to calm them down they sang um 
may the long time sunshine upon you. And um, I guess it stuck with him. So when he went back to visit one time to Connecticut during Christmas, he wrote the song on his mom's piano. And I thought that was such a nice little story, Rivers. Yeah, it's got some nice nostalgia in there. He says that they would sing him this, they would sing him and his brother this old hippie song. So I think what we'll do is we'll play a little clip of the old hippie song that uh, I found because it just comes right on after you listen to Long Time Sunshine on Spotify. Oh, yeah. And so I actually found it to be very relaxing. And there was a couple different versions. Some of them get a little Indian-y. Um, which is to be expected for meditation music uh, by hippies. Makes sense. But the one that uh, you'll be hearing is very, I think it's like a modern version, and it's um, very relaxing. So thanks, Rivers. I never would have known that that came from that had I not gone on good old Weezerpedia. Good old Weezerpedia. Yeah. With a long time sunshine upon you All around you So, um, Carl actually said in an interview that this song was supposed to be the closer to Pinkerton instead of Butterfly but it they changed their mind. Right, they they wrote Pinker or I'm sorry, they wrote Butterfly late in the sessions for Pinkerton. And it replaced Longtime Sunshine then when it was when it was written and uh, for me, I think Butterfly is the perfect closer both thematically and musically for Pinkerton. I agree. I think if I had to choose one or the other, that Butterfly is definitely the the go-to, for, especially for that album. I just don't... I mean, I like the song, but as a closer, when you have Butterfly, it's not up there. Um, I think it's got like more sentimental meaning for Rivers than uh, like a maybe less of a passion it mm-hmm. and more of a like this song makes me happy and long time sunshine that is yeah mm-hmm. and think of a a certain memory or feeling whereas butterfly is like a the perfect ending to this pinkerton album yeah and like the kind of the narrative of of pinkerton um you know, in, in Butterfly, he's singing um, that he he said he'd return, but he's never coming back. And then ends with him singing, I'm sorry. And I just think that adds a lot of emotional weight and shows uh, some kind of character growth, at least. And mm-hmm. Well, I have you it, ever um, have you ever seen the opera or do you know the story of Madame Butterfly? Not very well and I've never seen it. Well, um, it's a soldier who is in Japan, falls in love with uh, a lady there 
And then I guess he promises to come back for her and he doesn't. So, um, and I could be like messing it up somehow, but that's my version of how I see it or what I remember. Cause I have like the random opera notes cause I, uh, am a nerd. And, um, <laughs> and so I think that's also like another factor, like Japan, Japanese culture, um, uh, love story, the whole opera thing. Pinkerton is the name of the soldier. Um, and I think it's like a combination of being sorry for leaving and being sorry for not coming back and just being sorry in general. Yeah. Um, which is like perfect for Pinkerton again. And Long Time Sunshine is just a sweet little memory. Um, it has longing too, but I just, I think they made the right decision. Yeah, well, the way you describe Madam Butterfly, you know, there it goes to show even more that Butterfly is the perfect closer for that because that's that's exactly what the lyrics reflect. Mm-hmm. Random rambling. Making sense once in a while. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. We talked about, well, let's talk about the special ending um, that was released in 2010 on the deluxe edition of Pinkerton. So I don't, I didn't know what a coda was. Why don't you explain that to the peeps? Well, basically a coda is, it's a, it's a part of a song, just like a verse, a chorus or a bridge. Um, it's kind of an outro to a song and it's usually varies from the verse or chorus. Um, and the coda for the Pinkerton deluxe version has, um, rivers kind of starts to go. He goes into a round with, um, with the the chorus, a long time sunshine sings that over and over. Um, and you know, around like row 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 your boat you might sing yes. with your family um he does Where you start like in the middle and then you just keep going on your own tangent right, right like one personal start and then another personal join in at a different point and start and so you kind of have and like the trick is to try and keep to your stuff right, and not like jumping over go... to somebody else's lane <laughs> yeah yeah and so um as Rivers is singing um, the chorus for Long Time Sunshine, uh, I believe it's Brian that comes in with the chorus for Why Bother? The Why Bother, It's Gonna Hurt Me. And then you hear Matt come in with his high, his very high falsetto of um, the chorus to I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams, singing the He Is In My Eyes part. Um and so that goes on for a while. And um, it's okay. I mean, it's not my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. I like uh, Why Bother and Long Time Sunshine, but I think the addition of the other songs is a little much and it gets a little like, ugh, like too. Yeah. For me, it's, it's pretty hard to listen to. Um, I don't think that. The other parts lay on top of the longtime sunshine part very well, and it gets a little grating. Um, but that's for me. It might not be everybody's opinion, but it's not my favorite. 
my favorite part of the coda is probably where rivers start singing uh blast off oh that that part for me works the best okay that's towards the end-ish though right yeah i think i know what you're talking about because i'm like oh it gets a little better and then it's like gets jumbly again um and i guess during the the filming of island of uh, island in the sun rivers played this song on acoustic guitar for spike jones and it was posted on weezer.com i tried to find it i couldn't so if anybody knows where that sucker is i would like to see it um hopefully it's not lost to the sands of time yeah but that sounds neat just to see that little snippet of time. Yeah, I'd like to like to see that. Spike Jones, of course, directed that um, Island of the Sun video with the animals. Which is adorable. And if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's the cutest thing in the whole wide world. I endorse that too. Very precious. <laughs> There's also a cute video of that and Amy's kitten uh watching it on our website if you (laughs) are so inclined um let's see here oh and it um they premiered it live so weezer premiered the song live uh during the memories tour june 11th in austin texas um we watched it and how do you feel about it it is my favorite version of long time sunshine it was good, um, right? Yeah, it's really good. Um, for one thing, it, it's pretty different from the other versions. Uh, the lyrics are the same. The song structure is basically the same. But whereas the other two versions have really raw and stripped down production um, and instrumentation, you know, it's pretty much you, you hear rivers in the piano on the other versions. This is the full band playing their guitars. Rivers has his white Gibson SG and he's using his wah-wah pedal and he, you know, they're just, they, they rock out on it. They play a, Rivers plays a great solo. And I highly recommend that you listen to the, all the versions of this song, including this live version. Look it up on YouTube and love it. Also, we put, I will post this on the, Facebook and in the show notes when I put it up. So I noticed too, when I was watching this, that there is somebody else on the drums. Who the heck is that guy? Yeah. Who is playing the drums here? That's a great question. I want to talk about this. Um, So the other drummer's name, it's not Pat. It is Josh freeze. And um, beginning in 2009, Weezer was touring with blink 182 and Pat played guitar instead of jamming on the drums for about 90% of Weezer set. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I knew that, but wow, that's a lot more yeah. than I thought, I think. It's a higher percentage than I would have guessed. Um, yeah. But they they didn't just have anybody step in behind the kit, right? They got Josh Freeze, and that's Freeze with an S, uh, <laughs> to sit in, and he is... A, an amazingly prolific musician. I'm, so is he only a touring uh, drummer or does he, he just like plays with everybody apparently. 
he has a lot of credits to his name. Um, he's got some some mainstays, some bands he's been associated with for a long time, like the Vandals, punk band. He's been with the band with the Vandals since 1989. Wow. Yeah. And I remember listening. Maybe to that's him. where he sounds familiar. I know, like I've I've heard this name before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely listened to the Vandals a lot in high school. Um, but he's also played with Guns N' Roses. He was with them for a couple years in the late '90s. But he's a founding member of A Perfect Circle. Oh, okay. But a super group. Uh, um, Maynard from Tools in that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Who else is in that? Oh, I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure who else is in there with them. Apparently, no one is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely and, Josh And uh, Devo. Devo. Since the 96. Offspring. Yes. Uh, the Offspring. Sting. Evanescence. Uh, he played on that big 2003 Evanescence. That's awesome. Album. Sting, um, Nine Inch Nails, toured with them. Michael Bublé. Did I say that right? Blue I love Blay. me some Michael Bublé. Crazy Love, Haven't Met You Yet. He played on both of those. He's toured with Paramore. He's recorded with Bruce Springsteen. The and Boss. You, you asked if he's just a touring drummer. Um, for Weezer, mainly he's just a touring drummer. But he has played on three Ratitude songs. Oh, which ones? I'm your daddy. The girl got hot and let it all hang out. Okay. So, he's, uh, he's Josh Freese. Yes. And what does he look like? He looks like a weird Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> or I don't know. That this picture, man... he kind of looks like a uh, more clean cut Scott. A little bit. Oh, there you go. Clean cut Scott Doppelganger. <laughs> I like it. I'll I'll do it. We'll have to do like a side by side. That's always fun. <laughs> um okay, so let's get down to business and talk about the instrumentation on um the three different versions. Right. Um as I said the two recorded versions we have on, you know, that have been released on discs, the alone version starts with just rivers and a piano um, after the first verse and chorus. I, what I believe is a clarinet comes in and does a <laughs> harmony part. Um, then drums come in at the second verse. Very subtle drums, by the way. Pretty much a kick drum is what you mainly hear. Um, okay. And then the Pinkerton Deluxe version is pretty similar at the beginning just hear rivers and a piano then an acoustic guitar they have a a regular guitar don't they on the pinkerton deluxe version yeah um i don't think there's an electric i know I'm, no it sounds crunchy though maybe it's just um i'd have to listen to it again what but they're I, doing I with definitely it definitely hear sounds... an acoustic like playing okay. kind of a a melody or a harmony or a stronger song uh a stronger, I don't know how you call it, sound than Rivers' version, maybe? I don't know. Something's crunchy on there. I know that. I'll have to listen for that. But I could be tripping. Um, there's no clarinet on this version. Um, okay. Or anything that sounds like one. <laughs> Drums come in at the same spot 
uh, starting in the second verse. And then Matt does a high vocal harmony. You know, he's good at that falsetto. Yes. And then, of course, that, that coda ends it. And, you know, these are both really stripped down, not a lot of production on them. Um, but, it, you know, to me, it gives it a, um, an intimate and personal feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you feel the emotion of it. Like and, he's um, in the room playing with you or for yeah, you exactly. and not uh, like watching Weezer perform on a stage. Right. You're just kind of sitting around the piano and he Which pops I on and plays a song for love us. that. Like I, yeah. I don't know. Something else I like about the White Album is that like you can feel like you're at the beach around a bonfire hanging out and you want to be listening to that album, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's always good to have that to break up, you know, the the big rock sounds. It's nice to mm-hmm. get personal and have one of those more raw performances. So, yeah, there's, you know, no electric instruments, no distortion, um, just a guy singing on the piano and <laughs> a little, a couple more instruments on top of that. Well, and they sure do bring it with the live version that we that we talked about. They do. Um, tell us about what the heck, for people who don't know, what is Songs from the Black Hole? Songs from the Black Hole was going to be the follow-up to the Blue Album. It was going to be the second Weezer album. Um, so it's an unfinished and unreleased album. So... I guess they were demoing, they were thinking, okay, we're going to do this space rock opera. You know, Matt, he loves his moog and his spaces, spacey noises. And I think they were all like into that at the time. And I think Rivers wanted a concept and Matt probably suggested that. And they were like, yeah. So then they started to do all these like crazy songs and, and good songs. Um, you guys, if you want to hear it, go just go, uh, YouTube songs from the black hole. There's a bunch of different people putting up what they think mm-hmm. it would sound like. Making their own album Using art a mishmash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some of, basically, some of the songs from black hole made it to Pinkerton. Some didn't. And this song obviously didn't. Right. But it was recorded and thought of around that time. So that's why it's on uh, the Pinkerton Deluxe, and I think it's near and dear to Rivers's heart. I think um, so too. But it um, and I've got to say, I'm, it just didn't happen. I'm kind of with Matt. You know, I like I like the Moog sounds, like uh, like you hear on only or on uh, sorry, tired the of rentals? sex and oh yeah 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 you mean, like the yes the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the rentals definitely use Moog a lot. Um, but yeah, it was going to be this big thing where there were going to be characters for each song, um, and like Petra Hayden, kind of like come in. Uh, everything will be all right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess they kind of uh, recycled that parts of that idea at least idea. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And again on uh, the White Album with um, 
I think what they were doing with the coda were, where they were going to try and like wrap it into the beginning of the album to have like the continuous uh, thing that uh, they call it tranced on Weezerpedia. Um, songs trance together. Right, one song um, goes right to the next kind of a thing. Yes. Seamless flow. Um, I think that the rentals have done that. I, I think that um, sometimes people do it like Queens of the Stone Age comes to mind with the radio on mm. um, songs for the deaf. Um, and, but on Weezerpedia, they reference Abbey Road and um, Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. And, um, and so I'm like, oh, White Album. White Album does that too yeah. with the beach beginning and ending. So it seems that this idea never really left their mind. They were just waiting for like a better time to do it. Right. And those are two really good examples of uh, transing songs together that closing medley on Abbey Road and Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd for sure. God, that is, that is a great album dark side of the moon yeah. i love it so it's one of my favorites are you a pink floyd fan i am especially dark side um yeah that's a great album to work too. never get tired of it <laughs> if we uh before the show we were kind of talking about um a random band that uh i know we uh it's called weezer and you said they were like mar- marijuana weezer and I, so my first thought was that um, there's, and I can't think of their name, but there, I know Dub is in the name of their, I think it's Easy Dub All Stars or Easy uh-huh. something, where they do reggae versions of everything. Yes. And there's a reggae version of Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> so check it out. It's actually really, really good. And, um, and I was like, oh, I wish that they, like, the Easy Dub All Stars would do like a Weezer album that'd be so cool, and I thought that those guys were like gonna do that, but y- you said no. So yeah, not quite. And we're not sure we can recommend checking them out. <laughs> uh, we haven't entirely done it yet, but well, we, it exists. We are recording I got excited on for a second. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, but yes, there brings it all together. Just uh, one of my friends is playing a show with a band called Weezer. That's uh-huh. Weezer with a D in front of the Z. Okay, the their album is up on I think it was Bandcamp for four twenty. Uh huh. That's the price, not the date. Actually, it's both right now. But, um, well, because I guess 420 is like marijuana holiday, yeah. right? For the kids. Worldwide, it seems. Or the parents <laughs> out there who don't know what that All my social is. media I don't posts know. today. Why? Why is that? A th- why is it today? I don't know. Uh, I, I think people used to say it was like the the police code for marijuana enforcement. Oh, okay. See? I think. You learn something new every day. I mean, I don't I don't subscribe to that kind of thing, so I don't really know. Well, I, when I was a kid, I used to be like, oh, it's 420, we're going to smoke some <laughs> weed. Um, but obviously, I don't do that now. Some but I didn't people know never why. let go of that joke. <laughs> well, I think it's still a thing. Yeah. I think you just like have to be a, maybe yucker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Oh, we just went on a tangent. 
da da da. Oh, yeah, Sanction Black Hole. Going back to the opera thing and Jonas, I guess Jonas was going to be the main character of this album. And um, so the longtime sunshine comes into play where he's wishing for uh, some other parts of the album to um, calm down. Right. And this song was going to do that. Yeah, there were there were going to be a lot of um, characters on this album with names, you know, like Juan and Dondo uh, <laughs> that are sung about on Blast Off, but... Yeah, I don't some more Star Wars. There they don't there's not enough Star Wars uh references in Weezer Land. Right. There's that reference to Hoth <laughs> on uh on QB Blitz. Yes. And something there's more. I just it's not happening right <laughs> now. Maybe because it's late. And I know it's really late for you too. Um so I guess I guess there were two track lists on this album, mm-hmm. and um, there were other Pinkerton the Pinkerton songs that didn't make it um, onto songs from Black Hole, but they went to Pinkerton, uh, like Tired of Sex and Why Bother. Right. Um, but then Devotion didn't. I feel like... Wait, Devotion... Is Devotion on red, or am I totally out of my mind? Is Devotion a B-side? I'm not sure about Devotion. I hear it in my head. I just don't know where the heck... There's a a Weezer fan out there screaming at yeah, me, like, why don't I'm you sure. know this lady? <laughs> and you. Um, anyway, we all know Devotion. If you don't, check it out. Um, <laughs> it may or may not be an actual album song. <laughs> Welcome to We Are Weezer, where we know some things about Weezer sometimes. <laughs> the things we do know, we'll, we'll feel free to share with you. Yes. <laughs> um, I think we covered all that stuff. Now, when we... so. I guess that it was also going to be a homey song, quote unquote. Uh, what the heck say. is homey? Homey was a side project of Rivers and Matt, for that for that matter. Um, yes. But yes, homey has just one release song, and it was from a soundtrack uh, from. A, uh, I think it's in the Criterion Collection, the movie Meet the Deedles. Which I still haven't listened to. I'm really bummed, but I know we talked about it in the Matt Sharp episode, and I was like, I've got to check that out, and I still haven't. Well, so, Meet the Deedles is an American classic film. Everybody knows that. Is it? N- no. No, it's a oh. goofy teen comedy. <laughs> um, and what would you say? Like, what's it about? Is it like Angus, which is also a weird? Goofy... I don't think it's even that serious. I, I never saw it. Oh, but um, the song that Homie does on the soundtrack is called "American Girls," and I love the song. Never seen the movie. Okay, but I love the song. Um, I'm checking it out for realsies. You really should. I think soon, you'll I like promise. it. Um, Rivers is singing about. Um, 
American girls, why you got to be so rough? Why you got to act so tough? And <laughs> there's a really cool harmonica part that I like a lot. Um, but yeah, check it out for sure. All right. It was, yeah, to be honest, it was, uh, I've liked it for a long time. I think I got it off of Napster and uh, <laughs> put it on the first CD I ever burned myself way back in the day. Wow. So, yeah. So 2008 called and they want their music downloading pirate uh, 1990 program well back? probably like 2001 for me yeah oh wow it's been a while okay yeah but the movie <laughs> came out in 1998 so that's the time oh okay about for american girls gosh i feel like it hasn't been that long but i guess it has and so homie was kind of a super group because it oh. was uh rivers and matt and then greg brown from cake um, Adam Orth of Shuffle Puck and Yuval Gebay of Soul Coughing. Fancy. Yeah, lots of 90s names in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know that I know their songs. I just don't know them now off the top of my head. I'm definitely a big fan of Cake. I like Cake a lot. Um, Me too. But I don't know as much from Shuffle Puck. I know Soul Coughing Soft. had one song for sure yeah. that is popular. Shuffle Puck, it sounds really familiar, but I don't. <sighs> yeah. I can't say like no. I feel like I had anything. them on some compilation disc or something, but I don't really know them. It's just one of those. Yeah. Um. So unfortunately poor homie their recordings i guess there were some they got destroyed and um so we'll never hear them mm. that's so sad that is sad hate when music is lost for good like that that's crazy that that can even happen you know yeah it's too bad it should it should be illegal never destroyed um music. i I guess it was recorded or songs for for Homie were recorded at Fort Apache Studio, um, which I did not look up, but makes me want to because it sounds fun. Um, and uh, it's it's closed, so it's not there either. So it says that the master recordings were left in the studio and nobody ever went back for them. Oh, but then Rivers said... In 2011, he said at a nerd night that all those recordings were destroyed. So, Not cool. Oh, homie, I never knew thee. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they were also going to like release a, something else later. Um, hey, my darling, which I don't know if that's the uh, Clementine song or <laughs> something else. But um, it sounded like a good idea at the time, I'm sure. Yes. I don't think that we're all missing anything, though. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I have not heard Heyman Darlin. That's M <laughs> apostrophe Darlin with no G and another apostrophe. So. We'll have to ask Matt, like, can you recreate this, <laughs> please, and put it up? Um... So, my little notes. Um, I thought, okay, this is going to be fun. Um, but I did not know 
that uh, Longtime Sunshine was going to be such a can of worms and that it was going to be a Weezer song, a homie song, and a River song, which is cool. And a cool live Um, version. And a cool hippie version, if you want to even like Uh, take it a step further. There's a lot to think about here. Yeah. And, um, And I really love, I think my favorite part um, is the the emotion that the and the memory that the lyrics give me like it makes me visualize what he's singing about and long for the same thing um, and I love the harmonies I my favorite part so I like the music on the Rivers version, but I like the harmonies of the vocals on the Weezer version. And yeah. so I wish I could like smash them together and make an ultimate version. Um, but that's that's I think the chorus and and uh, Weezer's version I think has to win uh, for me. What do you think? Uh, for me, the Weezer version wins until Dakota, which I. I just have trouble getting through wrapping your um, head around that guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, there's so many voices you're hearing. It gets distracting. You're like, wait, what, <laughs> what do I focus on? And honestly, for a long time, I didn't even realize that the, the really high falsetto Matt was singing was, I just threw out the love of my dreams, which is a, you know, a B side that I love a lot. Um, but yeah, for me, my favorite version is the live version. And, um, I like that one too. Yeah. It's it's a solid recording that, uh, Carl put up and it sounds great ripping guitar solo and it ends differently than either of the other two versions. It's got rivers just kind of chugging away on some, uh, power chords. So it sounds great. What better way to end any, uh, Weezer song than with some power chords. That is a great way to end. (laughs) What are your uh, final thoughts on the, the song? Well, like you said, it's got a lot of history for a song that was recorded and then unreleased for 13 years. Um, but you've got to listen to the Alone albums. It's This is on Alone 1 and technically Alone 3, which you can only get with the Pinkerton Diaries, apparently. But I think it's essential. Or on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> it's essential listening, though. It's like kind of Weezer history, and um, you, you you see things in a different way. Like there's a demo version of Buddy Holly that's surprisingly polished for a demo, and there's some great songs on there like Super Friend, and I think it's just really good listening for anybody who likes Weezer. Um, well, doing this song makes me want to do like another demo. Like, I don't know, makes me want to go to like the kitchen tapes or something and find a good one. Or like Friend of a Friend or Miss Sweeney, mm-hmm. things that were uh, left off of other albums that maybe should have been on there. Um, debatable, I guess. But um, one thing I did find um, was that this Longtime Sunshine was covered in 2003. By a punk band called Delorean, you know, like and Delorean. I did from, not know this, uh, yeah. and that's the best name for a band ever, right? It's pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah, and it yes, was on they their, did name it after Back to the Future, right? 
Uh, I'm sure. Like, that's what DeLoreans are most famous for. <laughs> but um, it's it's a pretty cool cover. I I just wonder how in 2003 these guys knew about this song and had all the lyrics and everything at their disposal. Um, if they Melody, just everything. found it on Napster or something like that. Yeah, so, how did they get this song to it? know it and cover it? Yeah. It's weird. See, I wasn't um, that, that in the know back in the day. That's just me. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody was. <laughs> Unless they know somebody. I was trying to think maybe um, put it together with Scott. Like maybe they know Scott. And maybe they had him in somehow. Yeah. Or um, they, they are... They're from Spain, and I saw that they do um, quite a few covers of other other bands. So maybe they're just kind of musicians, and they float around, and they jammed with Rivers one time and said, hey, we're going to cover your song. Is that cool? Could be. I've never heard of this. And this was something that you found. This was not on Weezerpedia. So yeah, I, um, you guys are, you're I found welcome. it on Apple Music, so you can hear it there if you subscribe to Apple Music. But DeLorean, yes. their 2003 EP called Santa's Sack. And we'll put a link for y'all. Y'all? Pretty good cover. Oh, pretty I think punky. you and Amy are rubbing off on me. <laughs> y'all. I don't say y'all. <laughs> you hear that all the time down here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I lived there, I would start talking like that immediately because <laughs> I am one of those people that if I'm around it, I will, I'll just do it. Like right. if I'm around um, English people. Uh, kind of affect their accent. I, yeah, it's hard not to because it's fun. I don't know. Do you guys do that for Californians? Like. Are there a lot of Californians out there? Oh, totally for sure. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's actually, there's been a lot of influx of Californians to the Dallas area lately. Um, Yeah. There's been some corporations that have moved here, like Toyota. And, but yeah, I don't notice, like, I mean, I don't have much of a Texas twang. And I was born and raised here. Um, But you know, that might be because I was largely brought up by Nickelodeon and TV and stuff. <laughs> but um, no, I, some of my siblings have accents, but, you know, I always notice it. But, and I, I say y'all, I'm sure. But my wife has started saying it. She's not from here. So, you know, it happens. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't really notice it. A lot on you. It just comes out once in a while, mm-hmm. but it is what I mean, not in a bad way. Um, is there anything else that we need to add before we go to the ratings? I don't think so. I think I'm ready to rate this song. All right, let's do it. Do you want me to go first? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I put it on my phone actually, so I'm going to go away for two seconds. And I gave uh, Longtime Sunshine a lightning strap, a Weezer prom picture, 
a blazer Brian, and a Scott in a vest for a total of eight. What did you give Longtime Sunshine? I gave Longtime Sunshine a Weezer prom pick, Scott in a vest, and Blazer Brian. And I'm going to throw in Pat Jammin on the drums <laughs> for a total of seven. Oh, mixing it up. So we are Weezer. Wait, that's 15. Seven and Eight, a half. Seven. Yep. Seven and a half. We are Weezer gives longtime sunshine seven and a half, which is an average uh, number, I think. Because low is three and high is like 11 or something. I'd probably have to go higher if I was just rating the live version. Ah, okay. It's all good. Um, all right. So we will take a little break. You guys are going to hear a message from El Scorcho, the awesome um, Weezer cover band who's going to be on our next episode. And when we come back, we will wrap it up and tell you guys what's coming up. Hey guys, this is Braxton from Atlanta-based El Scorcho, the great, renowned veteran tribute band as described by Weezer themselves over the last 14 years. Look it up on their official Twitter, don't just take my word for it. May 10th of this year marks the 24th anniversary of the release of their debut album, better known as the Blue Album. And on Friday, May 11th, at the fabulous Vista Room in Atlanta, Georgia, we will be performing the Blue Album in its entirety, start to finish, minimal breaks in high definition. We're also going to toss in some classic Weezer b-sides from the era, as well as some other cool tunes from the 90s as a surprise in our set. And speaking of the 90s, our friends in the fantastic Smashing Pumpkins tribute band Siamese Dream will perform, you guessed it, Siamese Dream in its entirety. This is a show not to be missed. Two great Atlanta area tribute bands at one of the best venues in Atlanta performing arguably two of the best albums from the 90s. We want to thank the folks at We Are Weezer Podcast for having us on the show. And stay tuned for the next episode where we will join them for an interview and a song discussion. I'm super excited, guys, and I hope you are too. So, mark it down. May 11th, The Vista Room in Atlanta, Georgia. El Scorcho performing Weezer's Blue Album. And Siamese Dream performing The Smashing Pumpkins' Siamese Dream. Tickets are on sale at thevistaroom.com. Don't miss it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, Adam, what's next? Uh, Next is episode 24, and we'll be talking about El Scorcho. Very exciting. Super excited to interview those guys and talk about that song. 
Um, I also wanted to thank you for joining us. Absolutely. And we hope you'll be back. I hope to be. Yes. Um, thank you to everybody out there for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We love Weezer and um, feel free to talk to us anytime about anything. Right. And you can. Even if it's just to say, I also enjoy hippie <laughs> meditation songs. Who doesn't? <laughs> and you can tell us that know. on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at We Are Weezer. Or email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Adios. Bye, Felicia.